0: Today, we're, we're kicking off new series. Last week, we closed out our From This Day Forward series. I want to thank my beautiful wife again for helping with the message last week. She was phenomenal. Yeah, we clap for her. And it um, was an awesome series. I hope it was great. Uh, this week, we're starting a new series called uh, Colossians, How to Build a Life. And I'm so excited. One of the things that's going to be really cool is maybe if you're like, man, Pastor Aaron, I have always kind of wanted to read the Bible, but I've never done it. I've just kind of done the like... You know, um, Bible roulette. How many of you guys have ever done this before? You're like, all right, God, I know I need to read my Bible, so um, I'm just going to open a page and trust that this is exactly what you want. How many of you guys have ever done that and found weird things about, like, circumcision? Or, like, you find weird stuff and you're like, God, what are you trying to tell me right now? Um, the really great thing about this journal is this will help you, maybe for the first time ever, read through a book of the Bible. Uh, this has a, a reading plan for Colossians. It's only four chapters. It's going to be, like, super light. Um, so and then as discussion, questions, and prayer. So get this; it's going to be great. Well, this morning I'm really excited. I might be wearing my Britney Spears mic, and, uh, but I'm not dancing. I am not uh, doing any sort of uh, speaking this morning. I'm excited because I get to uh, invite up the guest speaker this morning. So Chuck, will you come up here for a second? I got I got to do something beforehand before I let you start talking. But you come on up. Um, so Chuck, yesterday uh, they had the the Festival of Hope, which is this. Um, big uh, gathering that we have with our recovery ministry where they just celebrate um, some of the goodness of what God's been doing through their ministry through the year. And so yesterday they had this surprise thing called a Chuck roast. And uh, maybe you guys have heard of a roast before. A roast is where you take someone who everyone loves and you honor them uh, by cutting them down and making them feel terrible about themselves, right? It's a very good, it's a, it's a, was that, I think that was an early church thing maybe. And um, so I was told that I'm supposed to roast Chuck this morning, uh, but literally everyone yesterday, uh, honestly got to the point where no one really roasted Chuck. Everyone just ended up crying because Chuck is amazing. But here's, here's, here's two things I, I can tease Chuck a little bit on, which I think this is okay. The first thing is, Chuck, you like way out kicked your coverage, right? Huh? You way out kicked your coverage with Becky, right? How, long, how many years you guys been married?
1: 40 years.
0: Um.
1: High tolerance.
0: Chuck, I, I need to confess to you something. A few weeks ago at your uh, your your mother in law's funeral, your wife called me babe. So uh and it made me feel really good. So I don't know if that what that says about me, what that says about you, or what that says about her. Or but, our
1: relationship. Or,
0: I don't know. Or I mean yeah. But so here's the other thing. So I purposely didn't wear some. So some of you guys may remember this. Um, this is about a year or so ago. Chuck made fun of me. Uh, because I don't like to wear socks, okay? Anyone else, sometimes, you know, like, I, you can rock the tennis shoes or whatever without socks. So, Chuck Chuck gives me a, a light little roast about my sock game, or lack thereof. And so, literally, within the next week or so, I get multiple pairs of free socks. So, Chuck, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. Could you today, at some point in your message... Make fun of, like, my large student loan bills. Like, could you, like, make fun of that and just see? I think you're, like, a prophetic voice in some way. Um, no, seriously, I do just want to say this real quick. Uh, Chuck celebrates uh, this week 36 years, right? Tomorrow. Thir- Tomorrow. Tomorrow he celebrates 36 years of sobriety. Um, as a non Kokomoean I have literally don't think I've ever gone out into the public and had a conversation with someone that didn't result in saying, oh, so you're a pastor, we're at, South Free Church of God. Chuck McCoskey. Everybody knows Chuck McCoskey. Everybody knows Chuck McCoskey. Chuck, ever since I've moved here, uh, you have been a huge encourager. Uh, you've been a person who constantly uh, has been showing the love of Christ to me, to so many others. So many of these people in this room, I guarantee we don't have enough time uh, for people to come up here and just say how you've impacted them, whether it's been the way you've uh, loved on them when they were in need, whether it's the way you've called them out when they were being knuckleheads, or if it's just been uh, a word that you've spoken up here. Chuck, we deeply love you. We thank you for the way that you um, faithfully serve our recovery ministry. And uh, we're just excited for you to open up the word of God this morning.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So just for the record, uh, I'm a Cubs fan. So I got roasted already. Uh, and anybody that laughed, I'm going to pray for you all, making fun of the Cubs. There's some Cub haters. It's usually Cardinal fans, Yankee fans, <laughs> Pirates fans. I got a next-door neighbor that's a Braves fan. So every time the Cubs won this year, I hung my W out on the garage. And I asked the dude, are you getting upset because I'm hanging the W? And he goes, oh, no. Well, he got me back. They still haven't admitted it, but one day this past week, my wife goes out. We're getting ready to go somewhere, and she points up to the garage, and somebody had hung a big O L. L. See? I didn't think that was funny. My, my wife cracked up. I haven't spoke to her since. Just kidding. Hey, it's only baseball. The best thing and the best thing of all is we're here to worship god today and to honor him and what a privilege it is for me to stand here to be alive to be well and to be in the presence of god and thank you music team you led us into a time of worship and it was awesome so i appreciate each one of you i mean come on a senior in high school man how awesome is that would you guys give it up for the worship team again mitchell thank you guys So today I've got good news. Uh, God is alive. He is our living hope. The last song that sung about that. And I'm going to prove that to you today because there's a, a word I want to read. We're, uh, we're going to be studying in Colossians for what, the next three weeks? At least through the next four weeks. So in Colossians chapter 1, and I always say if you have your Bible with you, but for you that don't, I think uh, you're going to put that up on the board. I'm going to read from Colossians 1 beginning with verse 9 through 14. It says, uh, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you, we, may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in his inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us. Somebody say amen. He has rescued us. From the dominion of darkness brought us into the kingdom of the son that he loves in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Thank you. God, I pray this morning that your word will fall on open hearts and minds and that our spirits might be moved by your word. God, hide all of us behind the cross. We need you today and every day. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that transforms and shines light in places we still need to change. And, God, you're our provider. You are our healer. You understand us. You're in our presence at all times, God. We just thank you for that. We honor you and praise you today. And, God, let us continue this worship and hear what you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I got a question. I think I know the answer. But anybody here besides me tired of hearing all the bad news? I got some witnesses on that. All right. Yeah, me too, man. And, and even the commercials, like, when do we vote? Is it today? I hope it's tomorrow because I'm tired of all the commercials and the mudslinging and politics, and it's just a mess. But today we have hope. I believe that we have hope in spite of all the bad news and the media and the social media and all the bombarding that we're getting with division. And thank God we have unity in Christ and I'm, I'm putting my hope on that today. So, um, if you read a little farther in Colossians, there's a scripture that I want to use as a key verse today. And, um, I, I titled it, I don't know when I had written this in my Bible. It's been a long time ago because, uh, probably back when cassette tapes were still. Anybody remember cassette tapes? Yeah. So it's been some time ago, but I put, had written out to the side the good news. This, my friends, is what it's all about. In Colossians 123, it says, if you continue in your faith, established and firm, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you have heard and that has been proclaimed to every person under heaven. Does that give anybody some hope today? I hope it does. I hope it does. So the first thing I want to do is I want to um, kind of talk a little bit about addiction and what addiction is and is not. And I'd like for you to keep an open mind and heart here and uh, and think about yourself and your own life. Um, so I'm going to give a few examples of some potential addiction issues. I'm not going to ask anybody to raise your hands today. I usually do that, and I don't think that's a popular thing to do. Uh, calling people out, holding them accountable. But I want you to think about any of these that maybe you could answer yes to or have been affected by. Nicotine. Caffeine. How about sweets? In particular, chocolate. Mmm. Ice cream. With peanut butter and chocolate on top. (laughs) Yeah, that's good stuff. Vanilla bean and uh, Jiffy peanut butter I recommend. And then the magic shell on top. Mmm. I'm not judging, I'm just saying. How about relationships? You ever thought of a relationship as an addiction? So I'll just ask you, is it love or is it an addiction in terms of relationships? How about alcohol? Painkillers. Hobbies can be an addiction. Just asking. Golf. Mm. Work. Workaholism? How about carbohydrates? You ever think of that as an addiction? Or how about just eating in general, whether it's good or bad? Shopping? (laughs) The guys are laughing because I'd rather run a marathon than go to Ikea again, okay? I'm trying to be a nice guy, and I'm retired, and my wife says, uh, we're going to take Thursday as our date day. And this Thursday, we made a road trip down to Fishers. I seen the size of this building, and I said, oh, my Lord, help me. My wife has been there, and we got lost at least four or five times. It's like a maze. Guys, if you can avoid Ikea, I would highly recommend it. Send your girls, your wives, and let them have a great time. Wait out in the car. Go to Goodwill. That's what I did. I went to Goodwill afterwards. said, this is more my kind of shopping right here, Goodwill store. So, anyway, shopping can be. How about gambling? Oh, here's one. Smartphones? Kindles? iPhones? Whatever they're called. I got an Android. I'm not addicted to. Facebook? Social media? Mmm. Netflix? Ah, not judging, Becky, I'm just saying. <laughs> Possible addictions. And this morning I thought of one additional one, video games. Hmm. I got you all thinking anyway. So you you realize in a couple, I don't know how long ago it was, I spoke, I talked about common denominators. These are common denominators that some of us struggle with and some of us had have problems with so it's about um, three things addiction tolerance withdrawal and continuing to do what we do in spite of adverse consequences if any of those fit you might have a problem with addiction all right so um, for you that didn't none of those connected with you I got one last one ready for this here it comes sin hello Could sin be an addiction? Possibly. Challenge you to think about that. So, as proof of what I'm trying to say, in Romans 3.23, it happens to say, for all have sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. Wait a minute. Let's go on to verse 24. Even more important. We're not going to stop there. It says, and we are justified freely by His grace through the redemption That came by Christ Jesus. Thank you. That's a good word for all of us. So here's the the bottom line. Like I'm here today just to set this up. I'm going to have three of my friends come up here in just a minute. So my job was just to set them up to come up and share their stories. Because the question, the ultimate question that I want you to consider today before you leave here. Once we are established in this truth. And knowing who Christ is. And what he does for us in the presence of God. Once we've established that in our hearts. We can establish in our mind, but there's got to be a connection between the mind and the heart and receiving that. Once we are established in this truth, how do we stand firm in that truth? How do you stand firm in that truth? So what I've done, I've invited uh, three people. And um, they're very courageous I know most of their stories. Uh, They're a part of our recovery groups that uh, Pastor Aaron talked about. And we so appreciate the staff and the people of this church. This South Creek Church of God supports us in every way possible to have those meetings. We actually have three meetings a week here. Uh, The Valley of Grace meets here as well on Wednesdays. People that have gone to uh, the Home of Grace in Mississippi and have got their treatment down there. They meet here on Wednesday as well at the 6.30 to 7.30 time slot. So these three people are my friends. And I would say the scripture that came to my mind this morning and asking them to come up in, um, I believe it's in Peter, and I don't know, first or second Peter. It says, uh, be prepared to give the reason for why you have the hope that you have today. So I want to invite Corinne, Brian, and Sean to come up and join me on stage. going to be interesting to see who sits in which seat because in their minds they're thinking he's going to start on this way that way is he going to (laughs) and because yesterday there were about 50 to 70 people here that tricked me or my grandkids say pranked you papa they like to prank me so i might just do that today i might prank y'all you okay with that come on is it on did you see Brian hand that microphone over? <laughs> Ladies first, I'm trying to be a gentleman. I couldn't get this one on Heather. You may have to come and help us. Test. Oh, young people, they can do technology. So I'm going to ask them three questions. Corinne, you're going to start.
2: I guess so. <laughs>
1: Brian volunteered you. So this is Brian, Corinne, and Sean. Sean Dot. <laughs> they don't get that, but I know we got an inside thing here. So the first question that I want to ask you guys, and you can pass it either way since he handed it to you. Okay. That'll be fun. Yes. So the first question I want to ask you guys is to share Reader's Digest version if you can. I know that's, this is going to be one of the toughest things to do is to keep it. I can't see the clock, so I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, I'm blinded by the light. <laughs> see, I'm going to ask you first question. What your life was like BC before Christ. Tell a little bit about your story before you come to know Christ, whatever you're willing to share about that, best as you can in a reader's digest form. So thank you.
2: Well, my name is Corinne, and um, I'm 39 years old, My life before Christ. Um, I've known Christ since I was a little girl. But I don't think that my level of commitment or I know that my level of commitment was not near as deep as it is today. Uh, it's taken a lot of different turns left and right to be where I'm at today. To And I believe that, you know, wisdom comes by hearing and hearing from the word of God, as the word of God tells me. And so the more I am committed to meditating upon that word day and night, the more things are clear to me about some of the struggles that I've Faced in my life and how I've made the decision to put myself in a lot of those situations And then turned and played victim to continue in that destructive path Um, Today I have freedom. I love that song who the sun is set free is free indeed That is a word that I stand on. I was convicted today even in service that I spend more time still being selfish what I want what I desire what I think is good rather than uh, spending more time in the word. And uh, I w- I'm actually a graduate from Home of Grace. I just got back on August 18th this year. And it was, thank you. <laughs> it was an opportunity like no other. I'm grateful for my time there. Um, 90 days of church <laughs> from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, you come back into the world, it's quite a culture shock. Um, But I've been blessed beyond measure I have a family that's supportive Uh, I was doing pretty well last year Uh, I've I've been battling addiction since 2000 and Oh my goodness, I don't know really if I get honest about it I guess since I was a teenager I had some tragic things happen in my life and um, I rebelled against the authority of my parents put myself in situations. I shouldn't have put myself in and wreaked havoc due to that so I turned to alcohol and drugs, which is what my friends were all doing. I had always said no, but I turned to it thinking that maybe it would help me to hide the things that I wasn't honest about to my family that had happened to me and to myself. And so I began to do that. Um, and it just continued to, you know, grow as sin does. It always starts with something minor You know, I I hear a lot of uh, preachers talk about it starts in your mind, just thinking upon things that aren't righteous or that are unholy, begin to lead our lives in directions that are unrighteous and unholy. So today I'm more aware of like taking captive every thought, whereas in the past it was more um, a lot of hiding, not really being real with who I am, things like that. Um, But anyway, I kind of skipped what I was trying to say, but... So um, I've battled with addiction and with just not being honest with myself pretty much until I went to Home of Grace this last year. I lost my son last year on October 30th to suicide. He took his own life. He was 20 years old. He was a Christian. He knew God. Um, His life was a fine example of how you treat others. And he was intelligent, he was funny, he was charming, and he loved his family. But he bought the lie of the enemy that God could not sustain him through all the circumstantial problems he was facing at just 20 years old. And he started drinking, and he started smoking pot, and he started doing things that he shouldn't have been doing. And he put his faith on the back burner, you know, and... um, after he passed away, it really showed me how much I've been putting my faith on the back burner and claiming that no matter what sin I was involved in, Jesus can forgive me. That's true, but that's not an excuse to keep on sinning. And so the time at home of grace was very eye opening. It was a, revealed a whole nother side of me that, that I've been burying that i've been hiding from for so many years And um, i'm just really grateful for that. I know that my son is with me and I know that i've made him proud And uh, I hope that I can be the godly example today to my other two teenagers That I wish I could have been to him more so But I do believe that god has a plan in everything even when we can't see exactly what that is So i'm holding on to that hope um But today I have well, let's see. I went to home of grace on May 22nd and On May 24th. I finally started getting my head clear on June 11th. I quit smoking cigarettes. So I gave up the final and last drug (laughs) praise God and um, I have been set free and delivered since June 11th. I still struggle in my mind. It's been um, an uphill battle but I've had a king of kings and lord of lords right beside me the entire way, showing me how to live and how to live this new life. And that's all I have. Thank you.
1: She picked you, Sean. I don't know if I can follow that up.
3: So, uh, life for me before, uh, knowing God as I understand him was, a uh, Hopeless, unmanageable, uh, chock full of fear and resentments. You know, I I, uh, I was sleeping behind a gas station. I thought, I was like, man, I you know, I know God. People would come back there and try to preach me. But there's no possible way I could know God because there was no God in my life at the time. Addiction and alcoholism had ripped me of my spirit. There was a a black hole building inside of me. And everybody that came close got sucked into it. You know, and then some part of my life, I just, I gave up. I'm going to say addiction started for me in in first grade. I used to come home and hop on the Atari. A few people know what an intari is, and uh, show them my age. <laughs> I'd, I'd sip the rest of my dad's little beer that he had left in his cans. One day I came home and did that, and I got a mouthful of cigarette ashes. And I knew I was insane, because the next day I came home and did the same thing over again. But I was the man on Galaga. You couldn't tell me anything pole position. You know, I thought, I thought, uh, I thought I had life figured out. You know, I was, I was young and dumb, you know. And um I thought music was gonna get me somewhere. You know, I was in a couple of commercials, I thought, man, I'm gonna make a big acting. And I did make a big acting for a while. I acted like I didn't have a problem. And everybody knew I had a problem before I did. You know, and, and God took me through that journey to help me realize that I'm supposed to be where I'm at today and I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing.
1: So this guy, Brian, last week I'm sitting over here about where, where, uh, Aaron's sitting and, uh, Service has started and dude comes up beside me, taps me on the shoulder. It's Brian. He's dressed to the nines. Got the tie, the shirt, looking all good, nice. Had some high-dollar shoes on, as I recall, too. Appeared to be. So dude says, when are we up? I said, next Sunday. (laughs) God is my witness. I've never had a speaker show up a week early. I've had him show up late, not show up but a week early, my man. <laughs> You're a bad dude, Brian. <laughs> and he came back. So. I came back. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> my name's Brian
4: Jones. Um, first of all, uh, I'm, I'm married to that lovely woman sitting right there in the fourth row, Charlene. Those are my three daughters, Ariana, Sharnita, and Brianne. Um We also have two boys. I have, um three other children. And, and uh, well, we have three grandchildren. And, I hope that's it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I have three other children with my first wife. But anyway, um, I, uh, I started my road to recovery about 25 years ago. And, uh, i um uh, i didn't take i didn't i didn't go into i didn't go into treatment the first time for um because of because of for myself i went into to to please other people to save a job um, and to um for every other reason except for to save my own life um so Obviously, that you know, everybody knows that that, that never works. Um, so, over the years, you know, I I can um, I can I almost still hear my mom's voice right now. I said, "Boy, you need to get Jesus. <laughs> you need to go back to church. You need to get back in church." And uh, and um, I didn't listen to her. Not at, not all the time. I, you know, I would go back from time. To, I would go back and then I would I would you know backslide and go back and backslide again. Um, as you know, what I you know what I came to, came to realize now that I was I was just being self reliant. You know before before you know before uh, just giving in and saying okay I can't do this by myself. Okay, I need. I need for Jesus to, I need you, Jesus, to, to, to pick me up and carry me. Um, I, uh, I have a story too. You know, I mean, everybody has a story. Uh, I, uh, after, after my third DUI, I, uh, Third DUI and possession charge I was facing. Uh, everybody knows, if anybody knows anything about uh, uh, the DUI laws, the third DUI is a biggie. That's the big enchilada. You know, I was facing, I thought, I just knew I was facing eight, 18 months in prison. You know, and uh, I couldn't, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was sitting there, you know what I mean? Um, so, Finally, I just I, I I got I started every morning falling on my knees and praying every single morning before I before I made my before I made my bunk or anything like that while I was sitting in jail, I fall up, fell on my knees and prayed for a miracle, and uh, His mercy and grace that I didn't think I deserved, I didn't think that I there was no way in in that I had any chance that a guy like me. Would had a had an opportunity to get. Um, one day I was sitting there, and uh, the officer came up to me and he says, "Hey, here's a number. He says you need to you need it's your lawyer. You need to call your lawyer." I called him I called him and he uh, he says, "Well, you're getting out of jail tomorrow." I says, "Okay, <laughs> I'll take that." <laughs> Yeah, I'll take it. And, uh, and so I, you know, but anyway, long story short, you know, I mean, he, he, uh, he got, he got me out of jail on probation for, um 30 months probation. And I, uh, I didn't question it. I just knew that, that, that the only, the only way that that could have fell my way was, was Jesus. Um, but, uh, a little bit of a story that that I kind of told yesterday was that uh, while I was in while I was there, um, a lot of guys would go to church, go to go to court and they'd come back from court and they and they'd say, well, yeah, I got probation and uh, and and first you know you know you're going to go get probation you're going to have to start going to meetings and and uh, everybody's talking about this meeting out here at South Creek Church. And, uh, everybody always complained about the food in jail too, so. So, so, uh, it's talking about the meeting at South Creek Church where, you know, when you got, that's Chuck's meeting. Chuck just got, he cooks every, he cooks every week, you know, every meeting you go to, there's always food, so. So, so, so I was like, okay, well, I gotta find this meeting as soon as I get out of there. <laughs> Turns out this meeting is close to my house. So I showed up out here and, and, uh, I look around. I was like, there's no food here. <laughs> there's no the food. You know, everybody went around the room and they always introduced themselves. and, and, uh, and, at, you know, at some point throughout the meeting, Chuck would always say something, um, inspirational and, and something that, that, uh, that you could feed off of that I could feed off of, I must say. And uh, so then I'd go home, and I would, you know, that yeah, was a really good meeting. I liked what Chuck had to say. So I came back again on that Wednesday, and i look around again. It's like, there's no food here. Where's the food? No food. Again, Chuck would say something snappy, inspirational, something that I could feed off of, you know, and I, I, I'd say, okay, all right, well, Man, I really like that Chuck yeah, I think Chuck's pretty good, you know, I like listening to him talk and um finally i came to I kept coming to these meetings and i kept I kept coming and every every week, Chuck would always say something that I could feed off of that I could hold on to and 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 uh and take with me and and you know I would share some of the things that that, that Chuck would say. With my wife and with my kids and everything like that, you know, and uh, and I had started. I was coming to this meeting so so much that even um, my daughters would would ask me. They they would know what night it was. Dad, you going to the meeting tonight? Dad, you going to the meeting tonight? I was like, Yeah, yeah I'm going. And uh, well, finally I came to a meeting, you know, and there was actually food. I was like, Okay, cool. What you, what, now, you,
1: what you didn't realize, you was getting fed, but you thought it was going to be the real stuff. That's what I was getting
4: to. <laughs> I had been getting fed the whole time. And, and I just, you know what I mean, and, and that's, you know, what, what the folks, what the, what the fellows in jail didn't, wasn't, didn't know was that that there wasn't actual food to eat every, at every meeting out here in South Creek, but there was always something that you could get, you know, feed off of spiritually. And uh, and that's what uh, that's what you know. Uh, going back to when I when I said 25 years ago when I first when I first went to treatment for the first time, um, I uh, the same concept the same concept was of the 12 step 12 steps was was being was being taught then. Um, but when I came here to South Creek, uh, it was being the twelve step concept was being taught along with faith in Jesus, and I—that um, is what I've grasped, grabbed a hold of, and, and what's kept me coming to this meeting. I try not to ever miss this meeting, miss, miss the meeting at a Monday or a Wednesday here at South Creek, because unless I'm working, if I'm not working, I'm always here, and um, it's just a blessing to be here and be a part of the ministry.
1: Good work. Hang on to that. Because no, you hang on to it. We'll go back down that way, see? That's another prank. I pranked you. So the reason I had him answer that question is because I think it's so important to realize where we have come from and where we are because of Christ. And you guys shared a little bit about that where you're at now, and I appreciate that. So that kind of covered question two. So I'm going to combine question three. And you can say a little more about question two was to share where you're at now in your walk, in your faith, and how that's working for you. And then the last part of answering that would be how are you going to stay firm to be established in what you have in Christ? What what plan, what program, what are you doing to stand firm in where you're at with your recovery and your faith? Does that make sense? So kind of just a little bit about where you're at now in your faith and how you plan to stay in that or walk in that.
4: Well, currently, um we I'm a member at at Wayman Chapel AME Church on uh 920 North Apperson Way. And uh I um uh, our pastor William William Gary, he um uh, has trusted me to be on a steward board. And uh, when he asked me that I want to be a part of it, uh, be on, be on the steward board, I didn't think I was ready. Um, he's also, he's asked me to, you know, do things like prayer and scripture during, during, uh, Sunday morning service. Um, and, uh, and all, it, every time he asked me to do it, I didn't, I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to do it. But, but I figured if he, you know, if, if he has a faith in me to, to trust me, that thinks I'm ready to do, things like that, you know, I figured I'm, I'm going to trust God and I'm going to step out on faith and, and do it. Um, and it's been some times where I've been standing up there in the pulpit sweating, wiping sweat and and, and nervous and, and uh, uh, I'm usually really kind of well-spoken uh, and I would stutter a little bit and I'm like, oh man, you know. And I'd get back after, after, I'd say, say the prayer or, or scripture, I'd go and sit down next to Charlene and, and I says, how'd I do? And she says, I says, I, I did crappy. And she says, no, you did fine. I was like, I did horrible. <laughs> I know I did. You know what I mean? But, and, uh, but other people, you know, other people would, uh, other members would say, you know what I mean? Well, that's where your daughters get your, you know, get their, their big voices from and, and, and how they can, they can, get out in, in public and, and sing publicly and things like that, because you, you know, I was talking about how well of a speaker I was. Um, but I didn't think so. I uh, This is actually my first time ever doing any, you know, telling anything about my story um, in open forum. Thank you, Chuck.
1: You're not sweating either. I'm not sweating.
4: <laughs> I kept telling Charlene I wasn't nervous, but it was, I guess it was something about yesterday when I got up here. It, it kind of warmed me up a little bit. <laughs> but, um uh, but, uh, I, um, I just plan to, to stay, to stay as, in, as involved as, as, um, uh, as I've been, um, I try to go to, um, I try to spread, spread around, spread around and go, go to, go to as many meetings around town here in town as, as I can, uh. I um my wife thinks I like to, to be seen but I d I don't I, I uh I don't I don't it's not about being seen. I just try to be in you know as involved with, with recovery as as I can. Um if I you know, I don't sometimes I don't I don't speak I don't speak at meetings, I try to listen so I can maybe take in and get fed off of off of off of uh the energy in the room and uh and go home with something that I could use for, for my own recovery. Um, I uh, I've heard at the times when I do share, uh, people thank me and they say, "Hey, you know, what I mean, I, I really appreciate you when you when you when you share because um, when you share you, you, you share something meaningful." And I don't know where they're getting that from, but I, I, I do try to um, to speak something that I that I feel. And um, if I'm helping somebody else, then then that helps me too. So, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for that. I have Chuck to thank for that too. Oh, I forgot to talk about the the theory. Yeah, it, it's um it's an email, a mass email that Chuck sends out every every morning, and um, it's uh, it might be made up. But it's useful, you know,
0: <laughs> sometimes more than others. Or not other. <laughs>
4: but all right. But I don't want to ramble too long because I, I start talking. I, sometimes I can't stop. Appreciate it.
2: So what I'm doing now to maintain where and where I'm going. Okay. Well, I'm staying involved with like-minded individuals, those who have made a commitment to Christ and are showing me the example in their daily life that they're following said commitment. Um, I raise my hand for help. I don't try to take everything on myself and manage it all myself, and um, I am involving myself in community things. I'm going out and asking questions. Hey, can you plug me in here? How can I get plugged in there? Just wanting to know more about uh, the biblical meetings more so than the worldly ones um, I feel like even even with with any kind of meetings I still have to be careful I'm not allowing that to become a distraction in my recovery because first and foremost is my personal relationship with Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and if I'm not nurturing that relationship then I'm probably not taking much in from meetings, nor will I have anything to give to those meetings. So definitely continuing my conscious contact with God every day. Um, As far as I have a pastor, I I belong to Great Faith Christian Center. I am on leadership there. I sing in the worship team. Um, They helped me to get to home of grace. They've poured into my life. In a multitude of ways, and i 'm very thankful for that congregation and the love they have for me, as far as how I plan to stand firm, continuing to lift my hand and ask for help when I need it, telling others what 's going on, being honest in all my affairs, even when it 's ugly, even when I think people won 't understand, remembering that if I keep my eye on Jesus, the judgment from other people doesn 't matter anyway, because of whom the Son has set free is free indeed, and I really have to walk that out so
1: Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, friend. Take us home, Sean.
3: Save the words for last. (laughs) All right, so uh, one thing that I had to do to get where I got is I had to step out of the way and let God work in my life because I had to realize that I'm not that important. Two of the things that have helped me in my recovery is, is, one, is the prayer of Jabez. I don't know if anybody's heard of that but it, it talks about oh lord would you bless me indeed that i may enlarge your territory keep your hand on me that i may not be pained and cause no harm so that was one of the things the other one is the third prayer that's in the big book alcohol Anonymous, and it says uh god i offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt relieve me of the bondage of self that i may better do Thy will Take away my difficulties, the victory over them. May bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. And so that's what I start my morning off with. You know, uh, a big thing is so I was on house arrest for nine months. I'd been to jail three times. I remember sitting in a meeting one time and my house arrest bracelet starts going off the Mary gave it to me. They got it from Jared. So um, I was sitting in that thing and my braces started vibrating. I was like, i got to go get my cord and plug in because I'm losing power. right? So I've got to remember that I'm powerless over a lot of things in my life and my life can become unmanageable. And I've got to tap into a power source greater than myself to continue to keep moving forward. If I don't put the gas in the car, I'm not going anywhere. Right. So every time I'm asked to speak, I speak. Anytime I'm asked to do service work, I do service work. One of the things that they told me about that, it's a little book, 92 pages, about the prayer of Jabez. It's a five line prayer. One of the things they said was, say this, give it to somebody else and blessings will come your way. That's what recovery is. You know, they told us, uh, trust God, clean house, and help others. Well, when you help yourself, the biggest blessing comes to you. And then you can start helping others. Once you start helping others, you continue to get blessed. Every time I think there's not enough money on my bank account to pay my bills, some magically appears. I'm hoping some more appears right now. But <laughs> the biggest blessing I got is that the Cubs lost. So... first uh, no. that's a chuck roast for you but no you just got to stay connected uh, um, to the things that you're doing you got to continuously give of yourself right it's a uh, recovery is a selfish program for selfless people and it teaches us to get out of our own way and let God intervene in our life and continue to do his work
1: how cool is that guys are awesome So I'm just going to say it. These three are prepared to give the reason for the hope they have today. Thank you guys so much. Would you guys let them hear it one more time here? Awesome. You're, you guys are fantastic. We're going to close it out. So I'm inviting the band to come up at this time, or Aaron's going to close us out. Thank you guys uh, for sticking with us. I can see the clock now. We went a little bit over. But you know what? When the Holy Spirit's in charge, it might happen.
0: Hey, I just want to say, uh, again, thank you guys so much for being here today. Chuck, again, thank you just so much for your leadership and and to all the other people who uh, are part of this. Again, uh, one of the things I hope you heard this morning was um, Christ Jesus is where we need to stand firm. You know, there's the parable where it talks about, you know, a wise and a foolish builder. We talked a lot about this lately. Some of you are like, Aaron, we get it. It's like. Apparently, we don't because we keep talking about it, right? Um, We need to build our lives. We need to stand firm on the promises found in Jesus Christ. Nothing else. Nothing, nothing more, nothing less. Only him. So, uh, would you guys pray with me? And then after service, I'm going to ask if uh, Chuck and everyone who spoke this morning, if you guys want to go out to the cafe afterwards, if anyone wants to, you know, just say thank you guys or wants to connect with you. I hope maybe maybe even this morning some of you are like, wow, I... It's time for me to fess up and, and deal with what's going on in my life. Um, there are some ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ standing up here uh, who may be able to help you out on that. So pray with me. God, I just thank you so much for who you are. God, I just thank you so much for, God, the way that everybody's story is unique. God, we all go through um, valleys. We all go through dark places. And hopefully we all reach a certain point at the mountaintop where we are with you. God, no matter what our story is, though, God, the most important piece of it is you. God, that it intersects with your love, that, that we find your grace, that we find your mercy, we find your hope. God, I pray that you would fill us up with your Holy Spirit, God, as we leave this place. That, God, as we leave into this, this world, uh, that God is broken, that is hurting, that is desperately needing your love. God, I pray that people will see something different because of this. I pray that they will see hope. I pray that they will see joy, that they will see peace but that God, most of all, they would see a love overflowing out of us that doesn't come from ourself, but comes from us standing firm in the name of Jesus. So God, this morning, would you just, uh, as you fill us up with your spirit, God, would it just be running over us? God, would you give us direction? Would you point our heart and our feet in the direction that we would go from this place? And God, would you remind us that God, as you reminded your disciples, as you laughed up for heaven, that surely you are with us from the very end of the age. God, bless us, and God, give us opportunities to love our neighbors as ourselves. It's in the powerful name of Jesus I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much. These guys are going to be out in the cafe. I'll see you guys next week.